0: I've been trying very hard to avoid the knock on the window, wake up type thing, you know. If I have any inkling of doubt that someone's going to knock on my window, I won't be able to sleep if I have that. I'm in a bad spot. It hasn't happened yet.
1: Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 249 with Matt Cauldron. If you've listened to the show for a while, you know that I try to feature tiny houses built for lots of different budgets. And if you listened to my interview with Nicholas Natali a few months ago and enjoyed it, you'll enjoy this one too, because my guest, Matt Cauldron, decided not to wait to live tiny. He looked around at what he had, saw that he already owned a pickup truck, and decided to build out a very inexpensive tiny house in the bed of his pickup truck. And this is allowing Matt to live the lifestyle that he wants to live. He travels for work, so he doesn't need much in terms of his home. And he loves living tiny. So if you want to get inspired by someone who decided to just jump in and do it and not wait for permission, not wait for saving up money or, or anything like that, check out this interview with Matt Cauldron. I hope you enjoy our conversation. And if you do, I hope you'll leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share it with any friends, family, or colleagues via social media or however you want to share it if you think that they could learn from this conversation as well. Also, if you're listening and you don't follow the show, make sure to hit that follow button in Spotify, in Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen so you get a fresh episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle podcast delivered to you every single Friday. I publish episodes on Friday mornings usually, so you wake up and the new episode is there for you. And if you want to hear from me even more, head over to thetinyhouse.net slash newsletter where you can sign up for the weekly Tiny Tuesdays newsletter. This is a roundup of Tiny House news, uh, summaries of the new podcast episode and more uh, written by me every Tuesday. All right, let's get on with the show. I am here with Matt Cauldron. Matt is a 31-year-old cell tower climber snowboarder. Originally from Phoenix, Matt has lived in Flagstaff since 2010. Traveling for work during the week made him realize that paying rent was a waste of money, so he began really thinking about how to cut out rent altogether. Matt got a camper shell for his truck in March of 2022, moved out of his house in July, and has been learning and enjoying having a truck for a house ever since. Matt Cauldron, welcome to the show. Hi, Ethan. How's it going? Thanks for thanks for being on the show. Um, I I haven't had anybody on yet who you know has done a truck bed camper, um, and I was curious if you could tell us kind of a little bit more about what your thinking was um, and why you chose to do a
2: truck bed camper, you know, over. Over something else. Okay.
0: Well, it was just an idea maybe a year and a half ago. I was working with my buddy who told me that he lived in his truck bed for a summer. You know, you just like fantasize about this stuff. And I was like, you know, I think I'm gonna do that. So I started thinking about it. And so in Flagstaff, I mean rent's pretty high. And Mm -hmm. so with utilities and all that stuff, it was upwards of like fourteen hundred a month, maybe. With internet and all that wow yeah and i'm on the road in different states like most of the week sometimes two weeks and at the end of the day i'd barely be home so i was just like i, I can't afford to keep paying this rent money and i already had a gmc sierra like crew cab and one day i was just researching at home and i found a camper shell for 700 dollars in prescott valley and same day <laughs> i went and looked at it and it was carpeted the windows work the only thing that needed some work was the the latch on the back and i was like okay for 700 i'll i'll take it and it fit perfect okay all i had to do was like a little bit of dremel work to the pop hatch on the back to get it to work okay and as soon as i ha- i got home with that thing it was just game on i all i did like i stopped snowboarding for the winter every day I ha- i had off i was just working on it you know it just it really sparked like the stoke, I guess, to be like, okay, I can start doing this. And Mm -hmm. it's just been, yeah, just going uphill. Well, not going uphill, but progressing ever since that.
2: Awesome.
1: Can you kind of describe the, the truck bed camper for, you know, since this is a podcast, so people will be, be listening more than they will be watching. Um, you know, how big is it? What does it have inside of it? Those kind of things.
0: Okay. Well, I'll start with, originally, I was going to sleep in the cab of the truck, so that was the original plan. I took the seats out, and I had, like, a sort of a bed frame, like a platform back there. I had closed storage underneath, curtains and all that, and I I did that Uh one weekend, and I was like, that, it was super cramped, and it's just not that functional Uh in terms of, I mean, you can pretty much just sleep in there, so I was like, okay, that's not going to work. I'll do what everyone else does and sleep in the back of the truck. So I started building that out. I I left the center two feet open Mm -hmm. for like my rollout pad. This is like looking in from the back of the truck on the right is countertop all Mm -hmm. the way to the back, all the way to the window with a hand pump sink that just drains out the wheel well cabinets all underneath that Mm -hmm. with a big, one of those big blue water tanks on the very back. Okay. And then, so that's the right, the bed rolls out in the middle or rolls up, whatever, so I can use it during the day. Mm -hmm. And then on the Mm -hmm. left is, like, a little short table that, like, has all my food and stuff. I, like, repurpose some license plates Mm -hmm. and all this stuff to, like, compartmentalize the food and all that stuff. And then just in front Mm -hmm. of that table, I have the Reliance Flush and Go, like, portable camp toilet thing. Okay. So I... I have everything I need back there. When I wake up in the morning, I have a solar generator that I use. I can make coffee, use the bathroom if I need to. Yeah. so I, I can wake up and not even have to get out of the truck for a couple hours, you know?
1: Nice. And is it, is it tall enough that you can like stand up inside of no, it? No,
0: I can't stand up. So <laughs> that's the one thing that I'm like, I wish I could do is stand up, but I just have to get out of the truck to, yeah also so going off that like i can't stand up so it it kind of forces this lifestyle like in my setup has sort of forced me to just spend more time doing activities that i like to do and like actually hanging out with my friends like i'm hanging out with my friends more now you know like and i'll be snowboarding Uh or climbing whatever because sitting in the truck all day is not really an option it's you know
2: right right now um we,
1: we started talking, um, you actually, you actually bought my guide, tiny house decisions. And then you kind of sent me some photos of, of the truck. And I, I said, I would love to interview you. So in those photos, are those, are those the same photos that we're talking about? Like, cause, cause when I look at that, I just see like, um, you know, like a truck, uh, a bed cap, like yeah, the, what that, I would refer to as a bed cap. Like I wouldn't look at it and say like, Oh, that's a camper.
0: It's not. Yeah. So it's, it's just a cap. It's not a, like a cab over. Or anything it's just a fiberglass cool. cap yeah
1: yeah so that's like that's super stealth
0: it is that's what's cool too is i realize like i'm learning all these things like sprinter bands not stealth you know i can or four-wheel drive for that matter i can drive through snow like all these places i can park on the street and since i live in flagstaff I, it just looks like another mountain town truck you know it's like mm-hmm. besides yeah. you can see you can see the reflectics like on the windows, like the insulation during the winter. But other than yep. that, yep. there's no real giveaway that someone's sleeping in there.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, that's that's great. And and you spent eight hundred bucks on it.
0: Like the, the cap was only seven hundred bucks. Uh huh. And I only I drove awesome. an hour hour away from where I lived in Flag and brought it home the same day.
1: Awesome. So how has it been sleeping in there in the winter?
0: Not bad. Well, so I built the sub floor and I have reflectics okay. on the windows and the shell was already carpeted, which I came to realize was a huge blessing because I have like Velcro storage on the roof and stuff. And I have the little uh portable Mr. Buddy, the really small one,
2: that mm-hmm.
0: will heat up the inside. Once I close it up for like the night wherever I'm at, I only have to run that thing for maybe 15 minutes and the whole space is really hot. I, I toot my own horn, I guess, but I feel like I did a pretty good job of sealing it up and insulating it
2: nice
0: this past weekend was the coldest yet it when i got out to start my truck in the morning it was negative five so but i mean i could just tell i was a little bit more chilly than usual and then when i got out i was like okay that's that's why it was negative five that's (laughs) That's pretty cold so yeah but yeah i kind of feel like i'm drawing the line at like I'll check the weather. And if, if it's going to be below 10, it's just not really worth camping in that cold. I'll yeah. drive somewhere warmer because all my stuff froze. Like the toilet flush thing froze. My hand pump yeah. froze. All my stuff froze. It was kind of brutal. But
1: that does not sound fun.
0: Learn from that one. So.
1: But you can you can take your house with you and just uh, search exactly. for warmer weather.
0: That's what I did. I went down to Camp Verde uh, off the Sedona exit and went out to Wet Beaver Creek. <laughs> this last weekend and okay creek and it was like 50 degrees and beautiful so i have the option to do that because the dispersed camping in arizona is it's insane there's so much i've i just keep wanting to find new sites and stuff and yeah it's kind of an addiction (laughs) cool
1: yeah can you tell us more about like what well what is dispersed camping and how do you find the the places to do it
0: for me um i have the avenza app i just started like you know, when I do anything, I go, like, 110%. So I got into all these apps and stuff. One of my friends from, like, Tahoe showed me the iOverlander app. Yeah. Which has, like, people checking into dispersed places and, like, when they'll have dates, when they checked in, what the situation was, like, was it actually open, all that. But the Avenza app shows you Forest Service roads and uh-huh. a dispersed camping road will be, like, highlighted in orange or it'll there's like a little uh what you might call it, index on the side that'll tell you if it's dispersed camping motor vehicles all year this that and then sometimes so the spots and flag that i was we're going to all summer are closed now because there's so much snow but that's mm-hmm. kind of just the thing you when you pull up to the gate you're like oh okay it's closed for the winter I'll just find somewhere else but so yeah the avenza app and the i overlander app are what i've been relying on and haven't failed me so far so
1: Awesome. And then so you just
2: or go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say I'm I've I've been trying very hard to avoid the knock on the window, wake up type thing, you know. I just if I don't feel like if I have any inkling of doubt that someone's gonna knock on my window or disturb me in the middle of the night, I I I just will move on, you know. I just I won't be able to sleep if I have that sense that, so is that I'm in a bad spot has
2: that happened yet have you it had that it hasn't happened
0: yet so i'm gonna try to
2: keep that going <laughs> yeah i'm glad to hear it
1: so what do you have to do um walk me through like the process of going from kind of day mode to night mode like what do you have to do to kind of get yourself into the bed of the truck kind of tucked in ready to sleep
0: okay well at first over the summer i was packing everything up every night i was like rolling my bed up sleeping bag putting it all in my store i have a rooftop box Mm -hmm. on the cab
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and over time i was like that's just it's too much work it's a whole it would take me like a whole hour to get all this stuff ready so now i just i pulled the sleeping bag back toward the window roll the bed up toward the window and that's pretty much it so like if i'm pulling up to my site Mm -hmm. before i get there or whatever i'll have whatever food stuff i want to cook toward the back
2: Mm -hmm.
0: it's really not that much stuff (laughs) yeah sometimes i'll prep my coffee maker the night before but i can really just pull up and get in close up and that's it and i do i do peel the it's been if it's sunny or warm i like to see out so i'll i'll peel the reflectix back so other than just like covering the windows again with the reflectix Making sure I have propane in the heater is one thing or enough propane, but it's really not, it's gotten so much quicker. I've pulled up in the middle of the night now and I was so scared to just pull up like super late in like because of all the preparation I used to have to do. But now I pulled up at like midnight this past weekend to a spot. Like I camped at Snowball, the ski resort in Flagstaff one night. Nice. Just pulled up at midnight when, you know, no one's going to mess with you and just got in, fired up the heater and Good to go.
2: So awesome, and
1: then you get you get the fresh tracks.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and it's been really busy up there. So waking up in the parking lot, I'm guaranteed my parking spot, and I have a season pass, so I yeah. don't really mind. Like, I, I want to go late, but like it's been so busy, I, I, camping there is just how you relieve that stress. I'm like, I just wake up at the, the way to open. do it. Yeah.
1: So, do you have a way of getting? into the the bed from inside the the cabin or do you have to go you have to go outside another
0: i have to go outside okay and that's just the truck i have you know it like okay in hindsight if i would have known where i'd be now i probably would have i would have probably got like a suburban like that one guy you interviewed Mm -hmm. because being able to walk straight up to the steering wheel is pretty cool so besides that and i can't stand up those are like the two main things, but
2: right, yeah, right.
0: have to get out.
1: How long do you do you think you'll do it for?
0: I don't see an end to it. I'm so in the stage I'm at right now. I'm just in the save money to build a tiny house stage.
2: Nice.
0: So I'm, nice, but I'm really enjoying it. You know, so it's only been like That's awesome. six months or something, and I'm saving money and enjoying it. So I don't really see why i would stop the only thing that's been like expensive well i had neck surgery in august actually so there's that Ooh. so it's kind of a funny timeline right when i moved into the truck the first two weeks went so well so amazing and i was like yes this is awesome and then i got an i had an mri because i was having weird like shake my legs were shaking and like these weird symptoms i was like i'll get this checked out and then i had to get surgery Mm -hmm. like immediately after the two first two weeks of living in the truck So instead of paying rent, I was like paying for surgery. And oh my gosh. Well, we got back into it. Yeah. But besides that, (laughs) in car maintenance, truck maintenance stuff, because I drive back and forth to Phoenix a lot for flying and stuff. So, but yeah, I don't see it. (laughs) Oh, well. I'm glad glad you're okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good now. (laughs) Back to climbing. So,
2: um,
1: I would imagine that, like after surgery, like climbing into the truck bed might have might not have been as fun or easy.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a little while. My neck was pretty, you know, mm-hmm. stiff for a while. But luckily, my parents live in Phoenix, so I just I have that as a blessing too. My situation is kind of, it's just kind of perfect. They live. My parents live in Phoenix, so I'm able to keep my pelican case there for work. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I'll just stop by, grab my pelican case, fly wherever. They, they're kind of letting me store a thing or two like for work at their house. So I have that.
1: Yeah. What um, can you tell? I, I'm just curious because I, I think people, I'm just prefacing this, the reason why I'm asking you what you do for work, because I think that people, you know, I try to expose my listeners to lots of different types of tiny lifestyles because I've realized that there are so many different subsets within tiny. So I'm just, you know, curious like what what do you do
2: for work?
0: I do cell phone tower maintenance. For lack of a better way to describe it. Okay. For the most part it's just a lot of travel. We're traveling around different areas. Uh-huh. That's the project I'm on now is maintenance. So we're looking at just the yep. structural safety of these towers pretty much. Okay, but yeah, so that that schedule lends itself to the way I'm living in this truck too, because it's not a full time, yeah, not full time in the truck, which makes it way more manageable. I think if I had to live full time in the truck, it'd be a lot harder. Mm -hmm. But so since I'm at like hotels during the week,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, it's like by the end of my work week or work two weeks I'm just like so ready to get back in the truck and be away, and then however long I'm in the truck, like it could be five, 10 days by the end of that. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go take a shower in a hotel, you know? <laughs> so they kind of just like <laughs> feed to each other. Yeah. And it, it really works out. Yeah. I think, yeah, it'd be really, really tough. Nice. To full time in the truck, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like for, you know, for someone who travels for work a lot and your employer is probably paying for the travel and putting you up in a hotel when you're, Absolutely. when you're there um you know you don't need that much at home
0: exactly yeah they pay for hotel they pay for flights and i get to keep all the hotel points and the flight points yep so i mean yeah i can stay in a hotel if i need to whenever with points i can fly wherever it's and i can pretty much live awesome. wherever too as long as i'm sort of near like a major airport i could move like i, I could live pretty much wherever i want I haven't ventured out of Arizona yet, but
2: what's your, what's your background?
1: Like what did you like train to specifically do that? Or?
0: Before this, I was building ski lift. So
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <Whoa>. Yeah. <I'll> <laughs> <give> <laughs> you you have the little climbing, background.
1: climbing background already.
0: Sort of. There's a little bit in ski lift. It's not, it's actually not that yeah. big of a part of it. The towers for the lift, but so I worked at snowball for probably 10 years and then they were building a new lift and I got hired on to build that lift. Uh-huh. And then I ended up working for that company for five years, building a bunch of lifts. and then COVID mm-hmm. happened. And when COVID happened, the people I quarantined with got me into rock climbing outside. I'd never rock climbed and I just became obsessed with it. And we went every day.
2: Uh huh.
0: And then I went back to, I went to Utah to build a, another ski lift and like halfway through that, my little brother already worked for this power company and we started talking about it and, he ended up getting me an interview, and I was like, because I was super into climbing, I wanted to just climb stuff. And yeah, that was like two years yeah. ago, end of twenty twenty, and then, so yeah, that's the path that got me to tower climbing, and yeah, been doing it since. It's pretty
2: cool, and it's
0: good. Yeah. It's fun when it's fun, yeah. and when it sucks, it really sucks. But
2: yeah, I would imagine that uh
1: having to do it in really bad weather is not not oh, that it's,
0: fun. terrible. Yeah. And you always have to be like, you know, you wake up, you can't just have like an off day, like that you have to climb a 400 foot tower. You mm-hmm. kind of have to be, you have just have to be focused all the time because it's kind of a dangerous job in that sense, you know?
1: Right, right. So are you essentially like lead climbing up the tower?
0: No. So there's a, a safety cable okay. that runs the span of most of the towers. Some of them don't have them. But we have uh-huh. a little, like, ascender on our chest, on our harness. You clip onto the rope, mm-hmm.
2: and it mm-hmm.
0: it goes with you up the tower. And it locks when you, like, if you fall. Okay. So okay. that, that's the main safety on most. Some of them don't have that, and you have to use your pelican hooks, the big hook, and double hooks yep. like that. But, yeah, we're 100% tied off all the time, so you're always connected to the tower.
2: That's good. That's yeah. good.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want to free climb any of these things. That'd, that'd be insane especially because we got a lot of weight, like probably between 15 to 30 pounds of stuff just hanging off of us. Right. So you're bringing
2: tools up there too.
0: Yeah. We got tools and random bolts and all this stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I, I appreciate your lifestyle because I, I like that you kind of worked with what you already had, which was your truck. And, you know, instead of spending a really long time kind of agonizing about it Dreaming of a tiny house, you kind of said like, what can I do right now with what I have right now? And now you're saving, you know, I'm guessing what your rent was, 1400 bucks a month that you can put just straight towards whatever's next.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I always, everybody, you know, you see it on Instagram, you see the fantasy tiny house stuff and yeah, I don't know. just one day clicked and it lined up perfectly with the end of my lease in that house too i I love that house it was like this little one bedroom brick Mm -hmm. house in flagstaff like awesome but Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know my i got the shell and then i had four months until my lease was up and i just you know you just you do it's if you do one project at a time like i did it becomes feasible and then by the end of july i was like i Fully totally do this. I had field tests, so I had time to like field test the truck, you know, yeah, and see. Yep. You don't really know until you get in it. and Like I'm always changing, not always changing stuff. It's that like pretty much where I like it now. But the first couple times, I was like, okay, this doesn't work. Like this doesn't work. We're we got a small leak right here. Let's fix that.
2: Yeah, so, yeah,
0: stuff like that. But yeah, one project at a time. You can do it. So that's why I'm. That's why I'm still motivated. To do the tiny house because i'm like i know I, with my construction background and all this like I'm not worried about that mm-hmm. it's just tack there's a lot of like loopholes you know with codes and zoning and all that and yeah. stuff that i'm that do stress me out but they're also things that i know i'll be able to handle piece by piece when i actually start going forward
1: do you think you'll do like a i'm gonna say a classic tiny house on wheels
0: i think so yeah so by the climbing gym I go to in Flag, there was a couple of tiny homes being built on trailers that I would drive by uh-huh. every day when I'm leaving the uh-huh. gym. And I actually saw they, there's a tiny home community that popped up in Flagstaff. I drove by it a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, that's where those houses are going. But yeah, they're they're just standard like gable Tiny homes. I'm like, I don't need that much, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And do you think you'll you'll try to travel with the tiny home, or do you think you'll try to keep that you know keep it in place and then do your traveling from there?
0: Yeah, I'd like to. I think I'd like to set it down somewhere. Yeah, the idea of driving it around seems kind of daunting.
1: Well,
0: that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the well you've thing.
2: got the
1: yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen tiny house people, especially ones who who have traveled with their tiny house, will then kind of realize or they, they've they always known, but it becomes pretty burdensome to, to tow around a 10,000 pound house. So yeah. they end up building out something that is mobile, like a van or a schoolie yeah. conversion. So that becomes their travel tiny house. And then mm. their big tiny house and in, in yeah. quotes, you know, becomes the thing that, that stays put.
0: Yes, yeah, so I've already got the truck. I'm like, I do fantasize about vans. Like my brother just got a little Ford transit van that he's kind of uh-huh. lagging on um building out which i wish he would start so i could help him but
1: yeah he needs you
0: yeah i mean i you see vans all over the place my friends who work for another tower climbing company have this really cool school bus short bus that's amazing that they're constantly working on and nice but i'm like yeah i already i already have a you know a little mobile house it it's not the best but it's getting it done so i'm like it's it's tiny house from here you know maybe. I think trying to buy land or something is what I'd have to do first. So I'm just yeah one thing at a time, you know, my mind goes all over the place. But right now I'm like, just save money and try to enjoy it while I'm doing it. Because Awesome. Yeah, I'm 30. Today's my birthday, actually. I'm 32.
2: <laughs> oh, happy birthday.
0: So I got to do it, you know, I'm getting old, only getting old. Yeah.
1: So one thing that I like to ask all my guests is, you know, what are two or three resources that, that helped you out when you were doing this project and that you'd like to share with our listeners? And it, it could be kind of open-ended. It could be YouTube channels. It could be people, you know, anything.
0: Um, YouTube, I actually found this, this dude, like halfway through filming my stuff, mm-hmm. It's this, this guy, Mav, I think his name's Maverick. Mm-hmm. And I was like halfway through my stuff and I had already camped a couple times. And I found his channel. I was like, wow, this guy, like, his setup is exactly like mine. Like, same heater, same generator, mm-hmm. at least at first, all that stuff. So I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. well, I started watching all his stuff, and that just gets you soaked too. So him yeah. and I, I yeah. during, like, surgery recovery, I read, like, every Tiny House book. I can't remember all the names. There was, like, Design and Construction 101. I think it was, mm-hmm. like, Dan Louch. Uh-huh. A bunch of books, even just books not about construction, just cool tiny houses. Like there was one that had, there's boats, and
2: so it just like sparked the, I don't know, the
0: creativity in my head. Like you can do this. It doesn't have to be, there's no set way to build a tiny home. You know, there's a million different ways you can do it, which is like, okay, so yeah, Yeah. I'm not doing it wrong. I'm doing it. A different way you know or just my way so probably just those yeah awesome that dude's channel, the
2: awesome
1: well matt cauldron thanks so much for for being a guest on the show today this was really fun no problem thank you so much to matt cauldron for being a guest on the show today you can find the show notes for this episode including photos of matt's truck bed a complete transcript, and more over at thetinyhouse.net slash 249. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 249. I really appreciate you listening. I would love if you could share this podcast with two or three friends who you think could benefit from it. That is the best way that the show gets new listeners, and I love reaching new listeners on the show. So again, if you can share the show with two or three people who you think would appreciate it, I would appreciate you very much. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another
2: episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.